0: Welcome back to EdgeWork here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHO show Monday through Friday, 10:30 a.m. Eastern time, and today is Monday, May first, and there he is hopping in here with us, uh, <laughs> Alex B. Smith. Alex, hey. how's going? <laughs> I'm
1: good. Sorry, yeah. I had a had a laptop update that started right at like 9:20, and uh, it's little, all good. A little late, so apologies. <laughs>
0: It's all good. We uh we we're waiting, holding off, and then you came in right as the intro ended there, so it was perfect timing. We're all good, but uh, yes, what Monday, May first, we got our final game seven of the first round, final game of the first round here tonight. The Rangers and the Devils go head to head. Let's close that one out and see who moves on to face off against the Carolina Hurricanes. But boys, before we get to tonight's game, preview that. How are we feeling after this weekend of hockey? We see the Avalanche go out in the first round to the Kraken. We see the Bruins, the best team in NHL history, get upset by the Florida Panthers in seven. After not only just losing that series, but blowing a 3-1 lead. Uh, The Leafs first first playoff series wins since uh, 2004 as well so money's Edmonton Oilers on to the next round so uh, what a weekend of hockey it was but how was it from your experiences
2: it was it was magical if I can say just one word um everything um everything just uh, lined up perfectly um not only for the first round in terms of bets but going forward it's the the skies are parted it's all uh Ready to go now for the for the Oilers and the Leafs.
0: <laughs> yes, the skies are parted. It's it's all opened up here. But I mean, uh, Alex, how was uh, how was it for you? I mean, you get to see at least Dallas closed out Minnesota. I saw you uh, rattling some wild fans there. But as that series had come to a conclusion, and then uh, rolling into this weekend, what, what was it like uh, from your from your perspective?
1: I mean, yeah, the Dallas series was just absolutely phenomenal. I pretty much hit everything uh, right on the head with that. So that was a lot of fun. Other series didn't go as well. Uh, I did end up cashing one of the bets I had remaining with Toronto closing that series. So congrats, Zach. Congrats to all the Leafs fans. Finally getting to bury the dagger, at least the first one, being uh, getting out of the first round. That's huge. Um, yeah, Boston, you know, I mean, I can't believe I just went 0 for 2 in the entire calendar year with this team. I thought they were going to not make the playoffs. They make the playoffs. And then here they are, you know, get into the postseason and just land an egg, blowing a 3-1 lead to a team that, frankly, shouldn't have even gotten the postseason as far as I'm concerned, the Florida Panthers. But, you know, that's the thing. Once you get into the second season, anything can happen. And so now Boston's going on, Florida advances, and the Leafs now seemingly have a great chance to possibly get out of the second round. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh, so it's Alex, going to be a-
2: I'm so grading your under five and a half as a win, though. I mean, they did lose less than five and a half. Thank you. <laughs> I did get
1: that right. I said they would lose less than five games throughout the postseason. They only lost three, so I, yeah, I did. If that was a bet, it would be I would be granted as a winner. So uh, that, you know, there's a, the underlying silver cloud there. <laughs> yeah.
2: So many sportsbook grades that as a win. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Like fair awesome. Enough,
1: but. Awesome. Awesome.
0: But uh yeah, I mean I can't think of any worse 3-1 series blown leads like there couldn't possibly yeah. be any others, right? There's there's none that All the uh, in
1: 2013. I mean, I enjoyed oh, yeah. that one personally as a fan, but that was pretty bad. Yeah,
0: that, uh, fair enough.
2: That uh, that Canucks wild in uh, 2004, I believe.
1: Oh, and the, yeah, was, when the Wild made a goofy run to the Western Conference Finals and they just weren't a good team. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was,
2: that, that was tough to take, especially because that was one of those situations where I felt that the road had opened up for the Canucks. Uh, Colorado was yeah. upset in the first round. Um, it was all right there for the Canucks. And what, uh, what could have been with that core group?
1: The Wild used up all their playoff magic in those first three postseason appearances, and that's yeah, why they I mean, haven't won out of the first round in like a decade. <laughs>
0: you so many sure sports to...
2: books.
0: <laughs> 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 Uh, All right. Well, uh, I do want to ask you guys before we move on to the games here for or the game here for tonight between the Rangers and the Devils. uh, We do see the Avalanche go down last night to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, One, it was one thing we talked about in the preseason or the postseason previews where we were talking about that Avs Kraken series. Alex, you were part of that, and we were talking about the fact that. That price on Seattle did feel a little bit low, but every single one of us kind of walked away being like, we none of us would be surprised really if Seattle found a way to win this one. We just wasn't something, based on where the series price was at, we were willing to get behind at the time. But in hindsight, you look back, seven game series for those teams, uh, it comes down to essentially one goal there at the end. Was this one where you guys kind of are, are surprised at all at the way that this played out? Does this make sense to you about what we just saw between the Kraken and the Avs?
1: You know, at the beginning, we were all kind of skeptical of that series. We thought, well, it's not going to be the the best series. You know, if Colorado plays the the way they've been playing leading into the playoffs, Seattle maybe, you know, kind of crumbles under the pressure of the big lights being in the playoffs for the first time. And uh, that wasn't the case on on either end. And I think the thing that really emerged, not so much Seattle. I mean, they played their style of hockey, right? They played just as well as they did in the middle of the year and, and used that same style of everybody banding together, Getting quality goaltending, and, and that's how they were able to win in the middle of the year to get to the playoffs. For Colorado, just the injury bug just mounted to be; it, it was too large. You know, they just they had guys who were beaten, beaten up, and banged up. You had guys, you know, doing other things like Big Val and Shushkin, and uh, they just they were all out of sorts. And honestly, like I said in the later parts of the series, and I, and I fully believe in say the same thing about the Tampa Bay Lightning. These are two teams that are probably better off being out of the playoffs right now because next year, fully healthy, making changes they need, of course, uh, in free agency during the offseason, these teams will be right back where they are. We'll probably see Colorado as a favorite to win the Central and one of the top teams in the West. I don't think uh, Tampa Bay is going to win the Atlantic next year, but they certainly will be a a dangerous team and a much more dangerous playoff out than they were this particular season. Uh, You know, you played, you know, two, three, four years in a row of going deep into the conference finals, winning cups, making the cup finals. Uh, that wears on you, whether you win it or not, it wears on you. That's a lot of extra hockey. It's a lot of extra time. Then you throw in the fact that this is the first regular scheduled season we've had uh, since 2019. Yeah. So all that combined together, yeah, these are two teams that needed a rest and they're two teams that I wouldn't just scratch off next season uh, when we see the, the you know, uh, futures odds and, and point totals come up in, in July these teams are probably be looking to back in, in some of those futures markets because I think they'll be right back to the top level team, they, unless they completely disband, which I don't see a team doing right right away. They're, they're going to be right back in like a good spot. So tough for them to lose, but obviously, you know, like I said, it, it's better in the long run.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with uh, with with Alex there as well. I think there's there's a big difference between the Boston loss, <clears throat> excuse me, between the Boston loss and the and the and the Colorado loss. The yeah. Boston loss, um, they their play dipped the last couple of games. Um, you can argue that um in the middle part of that series, Boston should have put it away and they were the better team. But as that series went on, we saw that um there were defensive lapses and the overall play of the team dipped. I don't feel Colorado's play dipped at all. I thought that Colorado they played they played their game. Even even last night in game seven, they they did what their game plan was and what they were supposed to do. They ran into a hot goalie, um, throughout the season, um, throughout the series, um, they had injuries, they had, um, whatever personal stuff with that's, that's, that's going on with Val there, but, um, and, and, and they ran out of depth, right? So, um, those, those are the kind of things where, um, Colorado lost because of external factors and things kind of out of their control they they were still the team that they were whereas Boston that's that's just inexplicable to me but uh, but those those two losses were you have to look at them in a completely different lens.
0: All right, so money. We talked about some teams that lost here. Uh, I haven't really got to hear your thoughts on the Oilers yet, so I want to give it to you. The floor is yours. Talk to me. How are you feeling about the Edmonton Oilers right now in their first round series win? And looking ahead, I mean, series previews will come out here on the Edgework channel, so you're going to want to subscribe to the Edgework channel to get notified when those drop. But we'll get into some of the series more in depth. But how are you feeling about the Oilers moving forward now, too?
2: What I loved about this Oilers series is that there were a couple of games, uh, most notably game four and even game six. You can make an argument that a couple of years ago um, or even last year, this Oilers team does not win those games. Um, they um, they found a way to grind out games, um, especially when um, when the legs weren't there Um the way that they started game four or in game six there were large stretches of the game where they were being outplayed five on five but um and skinner had to come up big um and they and they were and they were resilient even after even after the goal that skinner gave up with the with the crack stick um yeah. the first player doing the do, doing the skate by was a uh, was Connor mcdavid right tapping the kid on the head like those those kind of things go go a long way you see on the bench um when he went to the bench to get a new stick you had Desjardins and uh and Jack Campbell kind of like pumping him up and stuff like I I, I really don't think that the Oilers win that win that game because um the Kings even got better this year they were a better team this year than they were last year um and the Oilers found a way um now There's some concerns I have against Vegas, but um, but but going forward, um, actually looking back, I did like the way that the uh, that the Oilers um, kind of persevered through that through that series.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you talk about that goalie, the the. Pass like by Skinner, there. That's not even a mistake, right? Like, that is just a very unfortunate incident. There's nothing he could have done in that situation differently. I mean, other than maybe realize or flex his stick ahead of time, but oh, well, there's no sense in him doing that, I'm trying to figure that out uh, earlier. But yeah, I mean, It was a great bounce back. I was watching that one live. It was pretty cool to uh, see the Oilers immediately respond there. Yamamoto getting that one done. But, uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on the Oilers and how this first-round series played out? Was this kind of what you expected from them?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, the biggest thing with this is what we learned is that the Oilers finally have what maybe Toronto has, definitely what Boston didn't have, and that's Killer Instinct. Uh, you know, you have the chance to seize the opportunity to close the series out, and they went on and did it. Uh, And that's something I think that's been lacking from them the last years. And they were able to learn that last year, right, getting to the conference final. And and so now to have that strength of, hey, we can win playoff series. We know once we get up to a lead, we can take care of business. That builds a lot more confidence uh, in that team, which makes them a lot more dangerous. Uh, so it, that, that's really kind of the, the biggest takeaway from that series. You know, L.A., valiant effort, great season. Uh, a team in my eyes that is still way ahead of schedule. I mean, I didn't see them making the playoffs yeah. at all last year. I thought they would be a better team this year, and, and they were. Uh, had a legitimate chance to win that division, and, and they'll be a dangerous team, I think, for years to come. They make a couple of big moves to get a real big, younger free agent uh, in the next couple of years. That's a team that I think challenges, you know, quite heavily for a cup uh so so la's in a good spot wouldn't wouldn't hang my head low if i'm a king's fan or a player uh but the oilers like i said they're gaining some momentum and steam right now and uh you know just looking at kind of a gut check feeling I, I like edmonton to take care of vegas honestly i don't trust in lauron to make another deep run against a much better offense
0: right
2: and 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 look at who they who uh who who carried the load for the uh for the oilers in game six too right you had uh you had Klim Shady and you had uh, Yamamoto, right? So, <laughs> I mean, like there's 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 depth throughout that whole lineup, and that's 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 something that makes the Oilers another thing that I've been harping on that they're a different team this year.
1: Yeah, we all talk about they have the second the the, the primary scoring of McDavid, Drysail. You talk about Clint Costa. Now you are talking about tertiary scoring. Never mind secondary. Like that that's always a great thing to have in the playoffs.
0: What did the LA Kings do with their goalie situation? You have Corpasalo, I believe they were like talking about extending him, and then after these playoffs, does that change anything for him? So money do they still say or see anything in him? Like what what do they do now?
2: Well, let's not forget about Cal Peterson, right? It depends on <laughs> on uh, on yeah. on what his on on what his what his development is, right? Like we 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 saw this with uh, Nadelkovic this year as well, where. Where he came up later in the year and it looked like um he had figured out a lot of his stuff throughout the season um and he played pretty well um to uh to close out the season so they have um they have high hopes for him so um they couldn't do that with cal peterson because they were still in the in in the in the playoff chase right so um i think i think it depends on him um if if corpus i I would tend to want to re-sign him just j- just to have that j- just to have that security if you're if you're able to lock him in. But um if not, then you gotta run with run with Peterson and then um and, and Copley and hope that um you can try to make a make, make a in-season deal again for for another goalie like they did with with with, with Corpus Halo. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I was laughing because I read a quote from Rob Lake yesterday where he says uh we've gotta get Cal to be an NHL caliber goalie and I'm like okay well yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of things we want in life but some things just may not happen and I think that might be one of those things they might need to move Cal Peterson uh, I think I mean you got copy for one more year Corpus Howell is a young guy that we're finally seeing can actually be a decent NHL goaltender if not a quality NHL goaltender when he's with a good team so I think that's really the tandem you're on with you try to flip Peterson maybe on uh, you know draft day and uh, get something for him, and, and you know, there's, there's teams that could use a Cal. Oh, the Hawks could use Cal Peterson, even though he's, you know, not, I don't think he's that great. But depending on what happens with with the Hawks, if they're rebuilding again next year, or if we win the draft lottery, maybe he's that's the kind of guy that uh, that the Hawks could look at. Or there's a couple other teams that will need some backup goaltending or a one B option. You know, they can move Peterson elsewhere. I think I think Cal and Corpusala are solid enough in a regular season to run with.
2: You know one thing I will say about Cal Peterson and I'm often called a goaltender apologist is um there was just a just a couple of years ago there was a time when I was racing to the window when Cal Peterson was uh confirmed over Jonathan Coy, oh, right? So, me too. right yeah. so so like so it's so like there there was a time when he was um he was a very good goalie and um you yeah. don't just you don't just lose it um sometimes with 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 the younger kids it takes it it takes a time, it, it takes a while especially in that in that position as well so i'd be hesitant to um to uh, give up on him i'd give him uh more time now it's tough in terms of the king's development that how much time do you have do you have to give someone like this when 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 your team is um is in an upwards trajectory so um i wouldn't give up on him but um he's got to turn it around pretty quickly here
1: and, and to be fair, the reason why we did like Cal Peterson so much in those spots was because that was still when Jonathan Quick's groin was held together with Gorilla Glue, and he was a terrible goaltender. So if, by contrast, Cal Peterson looked fantastic. Uh, I think he's just kind of average. to be right?
0: right. All right, let's get to the game here tonight. Final game seven, final game of the first round of this year. We got a, we were honestly treated to a pretty incredible first round between what we saw was between the upsets and just yeah, in the series in general. So to close it out here with uh, the Devils and the Rangers going to seven will be pretty exciting. But let's take a look at some of the odds here for tonight's game. We're currently looking at this one, Devils minus 115. We got the Rangers plus 104 on pinnacle as it stands right now. Uh, looking over at the total, we got five and a half plus money plus 117 on the over and then the under five and a half of lead juice down to uh minus 125 uh there so money looking at this game here tonight is there anything at all that you'd be getting behind and looking to bet on in this one
2: yeah I did bet the under um five and a half it's my first under five and a half in months so it's a little it's a, it's a little scary there but uh um I did like the um the minus 125 up to 125 it has gotten a little bit out of control now but um i do like the under so listen five on five there's no question that the devils are the better team um it is there's you you just can't you just can't dispute that they've they've carried the play five on five um and um has played well when, when the Rangers get going, like they've done all season, we even saw this in Game 6, is when they get the power play, right? i going. So um, <clears throat> in this game, theoretically, in a Game 7, you're not going to have that many power play chances. So that means that a lot of this game should be played 5-on-5. Five five. At 5-on-5, five five, if the Devils are carrying the play, <clears throat> I trust Shestirkin to continue a strong play. Um, <clears throat> and I also, as we know, I'm high on... I'm I'm high on Schmid as well. So um, I think that as long as the refs don't get involved too much, if this game stays five on five, I think we're gonna see a tight low scoring game. I don't know who's gonna win. Flip a coin. Um it'll be two one for somebody, but um but I I, I do like this under five and a half. Yeah, I,
1: I'm personally glad this series is gonna be over because I I've lost Quite a bit on it, uh, trying to take a shot with with the Rangers, thinking they were going to close out uh, New Jersey, and then they just completely blew it. And I mean, kudos to the to the Devils. Except Schmidt has played well, but it's really that team in front of him just buckling down and being more responsible defensively, getting timely like, scoring, yeah. and, and that's what you need in the playoffs. They they needed the wake up call. You know, Schmidt is not an upgrade over Vanek in my eyes, but he was the wake up call that team needed to say, "Hey, we got to get our heads back in the series," and they did just that. So, see, I'm not taking a side here. Uh, the last time i bet under five and a half with the Rangers, Henry Lundquist was the goaltender. So I'm definitely not looking at that necessarily. I'm just going to play what I always play in, in uh, elimination games. I'm going to the third period over. Bet MGM, I see over two at plus 105. I know I can't be tracked on uh bet stamp app, but that's something you can find widely available at a lot of uh, American and world books. So uh, look for that. If it's going to be scoring, it's going to be in the third period. Uh, I, I could see this easily being uh, a 1-1 game after 40. And then, of course, because of it being an elimination game, usually you see teams pull their goalies early. They'll be down 2-1, 3-1 and still pull their goalies. So uh, it, it's, it's been a decent proposition. I think right now it's 4-3, and three, or 4-2-1, and one, depending on uh, on what you, you looked at as far as the actual elimination game going over in that third period. I think we see that here. So third period over 2 uh, plus 105 is the only thing I bet.
0: All right, so we did lock in one official bet here on this game tonight, the under 5.5 minus 125. Um, and we were able to find that and find the best price on that by using the BetStamp app. And the easiest way to improve as a sports bettor is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. Uh, we recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sports book or account, or you saw one there on the screen that you don't yet have already please check out the offers available at bedstampapp slash edgework or you can click the link available in the description of this video this stream here today as well if you're watching right now make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't hit that that subscribe button and so money put it up on the screen for the people there to see smash the like button if you haven't already smash that like button while you're watching i don't know what you're doing if you haven't hit that like button so make sure to do so but boys I, we got through the betting part. We talked about our best bets here. No bets, just straight up. If you have to pick a winner tonight, so many, will start with you. Who do you think will will win and advance out of the first round series between these two teams? I'm putting you on the spot. I know, but
2: if I have to pick a winner, I would go with the devils.
0: Alex.
1: Uh, I'd probably go to Rangers. I mean, that all that playoff experience, right, that that team has, it has to come through if you think about it. I mean, in a Game 7, Patrick Kane, which Patrick Kane doesn't really know about Game sevens because the Hawks always took care of business in 6. Uh, but <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, uh, those are you know two guys that I think can, they really need to step up uh, for the Rangers to win this one. And, and I, I just feel more comfortable with their offense. If they can put it together for one night, uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I think the Rangers can get out of this.
0: I think I'm going with the Devils tonight. I, it, game 7, anything can happen. Uh, I don't disagree with the points you made there, Alex. I think those are all valid, and especially when it comes to the playoffs. Like, I was talking yesterday, one of the guys messaging me, and I, I bet on the Panthers yesterday based on where that was at, and I just kind of said, like, when you're getting that plus 200 for a team in a Game 7 situation, I mean, there are things you have to take into account outside of that, but sometimes it's just like it's game seven of the NHL playoffs. Like anything can happen in these spots. Uh, and I think this is one where maybe a younger, more inexperienced team could come out and just have a little bit of extra life or legs in, in them. So uh, I think that could be interesting. And as so many said, I mean, whistles kind of go away in these games. So level of playing field five on five that way and maybe it'll lean towards the uh towards the devils to be able to take care of business and get this one done but nonetheless it will be exciting to watch here tonight and uh if you want to join us i believe we'll, we'll be live for the third period on the hammer hq doing a watch along on there so if you want to come on over for the third period to close out this uh this game seven here there tonight you can check that out over on the hammer hq youtube channel but if you enjoyed the show here today please make sure to hit that subscribe button hit like And just as a quick recap today, just to pull it up on screen, show show everybody again, the one bet we are taking tonight, under 5.5 minus 125 for a full unit. So that is the under 5.5 between the Devils and the Rangers, under 5.5 minus 125 for a full unit. Our one and only bet there for tonight If you are looking for that one, make sure to shop around. Get the best price available. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Very much appreciate it. Alex, so money. Thank you guys for taking the time, getting up here to do this uh, show and close out round one. Only one game here tonight, but we'll be back throughout the rest of the week and into next week with a whole bunch more games as round two gets under the way. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here today. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this, the analysis and the insights as always. And for everyone else, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time for more picks and previews to kick off the second round of the 2023 NHL playoffs. Good luck on your bets tonight.